Hi, how's it going? Hey, how are you? Welcome to the Bloody Stream Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Jorge. Didn't almost forget my name. I we're I can't stress enough how much it always feels like there's a million years between these episodes <laughs> because we started with one a day. It really so does. So like, it feels, I'm like, oh my God, it's been a bastion of it's just an ocean of time since i've last been, been in front of this microphone such a huge separation between the last episode and this one whoa Woo! nice segue yep roll credits the movie, it's just please i wish we would uh it's just us today because we had to do this quick but uh it's also because i wouldn't subject anybody else to this movie it is the movie separation yes which is uh currently available on peacock AKA penis cock, AKA poop cock, um, all of which I love greatly. Um, yeah, this is from 2021, and I'm going to let you go first. You're, you're so excited to get into it. Real um, fast. I really just, yeah. We, we both took a movie from our, from the, like the most popular movies. Do you want to yes. mention the one that you, that you watched? Yeah, I'm, uh, I watched a movie called Nobody Sleeps in the Woods Tonight 2. Um, I gave it a smiley face. I, I would kind of lean that towards the lower side, although I can't really like give it a full review until I watched the first one. Cause this was a sequel and I just simply jumped into the sequel because it came out recently. So I was very confused on a lot of points because <laughs> it was a sequel to a movie that I hadn't seen. Um, yeah, it was all right. I I would like to give it a little bit more of a shot. It's a Polish film. Oh, a lot of gore. The biggest thing it has going for it is gore and a little bit of a cute idea, but it kind of takes too long to get to it. I think is my main critique. To do a quickie kind of review of it. Fair. But yeah, you got. I got separation, and I I particularly I selected this one because one from the trailers it looked like it had like a cool monster trailer looked okay and two because it had like a like i I believe at the time of this recording (laughs) rotten tomatoes puts it at a seven percent on the tomato meter and a 35 percent audience score (laughs) you can watch this on peacock or peacock premium something i want to just shout out peacock real fast because when we both watched the movie it did like a hey here's all the ads up front and then you can watch the movie without having to worry about ads Every service that has ads, please do this for movies. Shows, they have built-in commercial spots, so I don't really care. For yeah. movies, just do this. It's such a good idea. Thank you, Peacock, for doing it. it it's very smart. But to be... It's not... I mean, it's good for us, but I absolutely walked away because I knew exactly how much time I had to go do sure. other stuff, and so I did not but catch one second of ads. Like It was not effective did, for marketing. I, that's for true, and I get that, but also, like, I'm not gonna hate your ad because it interrupted right. my movie, you know what I mean? I might ignore it, but I also might be hanging out at my computer while I'm watching something and turn and go, oh, hey, blah, 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 mattress, or blah, blah, yeah. blah, thing. You're not so bad. You know who's been fucking crushing it is TikTok ads. I, I've stopped really? just skipping right past them. I'm like, I it's always something cool, so I'm like, They're I kind of want the, that thing. The timeline. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, give me a couple more of those sponsored ads. Like, let's see them. There you go. Uh, little movies now in, in front of our movies, so we'll enjoy. Yes. So separation, I. it sounds like you disagree with me on this, Brian, but I also just going to give it a low smiley face. I was not upset by this movie. I mean, there. I will say for the, the, the rampant misogyny in it, that was not stellar. I mean, there's... Uh, that didn't make me happy, you know, but... Uh, in general, I think really what it is is that it having a seven percent is so fucking low that I'm like, it just pushes me in the other direction because I'm to like this is to look at the better like look at it yeah. in a better light. It's like this is egregious. You, I mean, I understand that you know it just means that seven percent of people liked it. It's not that people are saying it is a seven percent in quality, but still, yeah. like the tomato meter is usually pretty well regarded as an accurate representation of how good a movie is and seven percent mm-hmm. is just so fucking low and i'm like there's way worse movies out there than this so i guess i'm just like looking out for <laughs> this poor shitty little movie i think that <laughs> uh, yes i agree with what you've just said um i'm 
I'm considering giving this a pukey face a, for me. A full pukey? I, I really dislike this movie. Amazing. Um, on multiple levels. And I remember we 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 sided we ended up on this movie and Jorge made a comment of like there's a lot of things that like kind of almost work but don't and I'd love for you to come in to explain I am more than happy to explain <laughs> how very bad this movie is. I think I'm going to give it a, a, a nauseous face mm-hmm. but I am like I'm very close to a, a pukey face. I'm not going to lie. I am incredibly close now, to a pukey you're face. You're saying the the only other movie we've given a pukey face yeah. is Dinosaur Hotel. And you you're almost, saying... and you almost gave Halloween Kills a pukey face. Yes, I was I was pretty drunk during that recording. I'm I I wish I had been drunk during this cuz I would have <laughs> laughed more and had more fun right. with this. Uh, yeah, is not good. I did not like this at all. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> as far as warnings go, uh, like I said, rampant misogyny. So just who mama? Um, just just nothing but puppets. Pu- yeah, there's puppets in it. Just, just for disturbing. Creep, I'm just saying, if y'all puppet, freaked out by puppets, contortionist like... stuff. Fun fact: the the yeah. uh, the actor who who did the actual contortioning for it. Uh, I actually already knew from a different from a Channel Zero, the TV show on Shudder. Um, I have to look up his fucking name though, because he's not on the IMDb, which is a just what the a fuck? fucking that's a fucking sh- not not sorry on the Wikipedia. So I'm running oh, okay. over to IMDb right now. To- <laughs> Flying over to IMDb as soon as possible. Yes, Troy James. You can tell Shout as soon as you James. as soon as you see his face that he definitely is like the clown thing. That is contorting all over the place. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, he was he was uh, pen, uh, Pretzel Jack in the Dream Door season of Channel Ooh. Zero, and sh- a- <laughs> fucking shout out to Channel Zero because like the good seasons are way fun to watch. I really gotta watch that. I really gotta watch that. I've yeah. heard good things about the good seasons. Yeah, basically. it's like I mean, it's it's at most a Mr. Cool guy. You know, it's not like a yeah. Hey, we'll take that. But it's hard to make a core TV show, so. An anthology horror TV show, yeah. Like a season wide anthology, yeah. Yeah, there, there's one of those, and it's a hot mess most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the first season's based off the Candle Cove creepypasta, which I fucking love. So that also was just like a big, big selling that point helps, for me. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't, I don't <laughs> think there's really that many more warnings. Oh, um, definitely like some like pushing the envelope on cultural appropriation. They did like. Yes. Like not by they didn't they avoided blatant racism what they by appropriating they, it into a white character. So <laughs> Yeah. They, they managed skirt to skirt the edge. <laughs> it's like when you swerve too hard and just end up in the other barrier. You know? <laughs> they overcorrected and yes. the other side. Absolutely. Um the the vibe is that just like the very standard run of the mill modern horror film, you know? Just this is this is the most discount James Wan ghost story yeah. I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, for this sure. This is I'm trying to think of more bargain bin like not like I would say like current Kmart like version of James Wan stuff. It's just like if you can carry it, you can take it. Like literally, just yeah, absolute. Whew. Wonderful. Um. <laughs> there, wonderful there's like literally i mean we there's like one thing that we can spoil in this movie besides that it's really not going to affect your i mean you could you probably know everything that's can know or guess everything that is and is going to happen so like really this is one where you can just cruise it's on through even, i don't think i'd suggest to watch it you know that's not what smiley faces are if i you would recall. i would 100 percent if someone tell says hey we should watch this you tell them to move on to another movie that's that's I incredible. I would not recommend this at all. I would recommend that you get away from this. So you you liked it even less than Malignant. Yes. Interesting. Because Malignant is fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like and and actually really boring during a lot of it. Yeah. Um but the one scene one scene makes it like you can laugh. Mhm. And then James Wan still like does some fun shots that oh my you God, can that look at. That is James Wan. Yes, <laughs> it's so <laughs> funny. That's James Wan, and I think his wife helped write that, or like his girlfriend. Like 
his partner helped write that and put it together story-wise. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is certainly a thing that you and your wife decided to do. Um, <laughs> it's fucking wild. But like oh. that has something to it. Like that's that's a swing for the fences, and in my opinion, like just like cracked the side of the ball and it spun off into foul territory, mm-hmm. like really hard. But like right. it beams a fan in the head and gives him a concussion. It was going that far. This is like you didn't even step up to the plate. My to see, try. malignant for me was just like sure that might have happened, but it's like he's holding <laughs> the bat backwards, you know, and he's like facing <laughs> the wrong way, yeah. and all the fans are like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> Absolutely, no, I, I don't disagree. I will say that it's absolutely bananas that that film was made at all. Whereas this, this one to me did feel like that, like it looked like it was gonna be fine, and then you, you just hear like the the bat comes swinging, and then the ball just gently drops onto the ground. You know, like you hear it softly and very comfortably land into the catcher's mitt. Yeah, and then you hear the umpire go, "You're out." <laughs> It's like, but that was my first swing. I don't care. Go away. Yeah, like that was disgusting, dude. So let's 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 get let's yeah. get into it. All right. Um, technically, just for the sake of it, because we do it every episode, a sensual thumb circle to open the spoiler configuration. Beautiful. Okay, so <laughs> my when I brought this movie to Brian, my main thing was like, it's. It, for me, it's just like 7% is so fucking low on Rotten Tomatoes. and really, I, That's like Adam Sandler, Jack and Jill territory. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's really bad. Yeah, they're always like in, you know, when it's a really bad fucking movie, it's usually like 20s, right? Like a 20-some yes. percent for really, yeah, really yeah, bad yeah. movies. So, it's just a lot. And I, and I watched it, and I was like quite bored the whole time. <laughs> Nothing fucking worked, you know? <laughs> Um, it didn't make any sense. <laughs> Nothing followed. Like there was no, there was misogyny. There was cultural appropriation. Like it was all over the place. But I wasn't like actively unhappy. You know, I'm like, it's there's like some visuals. Like they're not the narrative follows the right like beats. You know, I would very much disagree with that. Okay, so <laughs> so I I had trouble directly identifying like why it it so much doesn't work. This is, let, let me, I'm going to start with like a thesis statement uh-huh. on what you just mentioned, because I, I think I, I 100% get what you're talking about, but I still think it's not there. I think this movie does a great job of providing the illusion of cinematic tropes uh-huh. and the illusion of cinematic techniques. So you're saying I got like, tricked. Yes. To be blunt. I yes. believe, I believe you... I don't even know if it was tricked. I think you willingly went. <laughs> I think it's like a magician. It's like a magician. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah. knew you were beat like they were bullshitting and you went, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and let them try. It's you just like being in nice- front of a magician and they'll be like, now look at this hat. And she's like, buddy, let me stop you there. I really don't give a shit. Just do the trick. <laughs> buddy, let me stop right there. I see the coin in the palm of your other like, hand because there's a mirror behind you, but I'm going to let you finish. Let me, let me, it's like, let me help you out. Everyone's yeah, fucking <laughs> screaming at you right now. I'm just not going to look at your other hand, okay? (laughs) Just do the fucking trick, please. So, yeah, so explain, explain then where, where it falls apart. Um, I have to say that I think it falls apart mostly with the writing and the performances, (laughs) but also with the editing and, uh, this is, I'm putting it last because I think it's the least important. The effects Budgets, I completely... There's no budget for this, but I completely understand budgets being budgets and things not looking as good as you intended them to look. Is there no budget for this? uh, I couldn't find one. I saw that it made $4.5 million for its worldwide gross so far. Um, Made a million dollars in its opening weekend. I think it... Again, I think this got a very low release. Like, I don't think Mm. this is a... I watched it because it was heavily advertised. I assume that's why it's so popular right now. I guess so, but I, that might be because of the whole streaming thing, like because yeah. of its availability on streaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, its gross worldwide is four million five hundred nine thousand one hundred and forty-three dollars. So many numbers. We have a to the dollar amount on this box office. That's Damn. not a good sign, folks. <laughs> you want it. You you want it to get vague. It's like, oh, we have so much money, we you can't even count it all. Couldn't even, couldn't even bother to tell you. All we know is one hundred million. Like you know, once you get up there, you're like, ah, good, we're safe. Yeah. 
Um, Sorry, yeah. I just had a very stupid thought. I'm like, who's the one who counts all of the millions of dollars? No, that's not how that works. <laughs> I do want to... He just he goes to the big the big bank where the big accountant yeah. with his giant machine types. <laughs> One of those fucking the plastic green visors, too. Yes, absolutely. Um, I do want to read the... Uh, you know how Rotten Tomatoes has, like, the consensus... Like, I don't know how they make these, but they the have review the... consensus? Like yeah. Like, the blurb? The critic consensus is a lifeless divorce drama cosplaying as a horror film. Separation is a disjointed mess that fails to escape its formulaic trappings. Uh, yep. Audience says, after raising expectations with a decent setup, sep- and I argue that, <laughs> uh, separation tests, tests the patience with its slow story and a frustrating lack of scares. Oh, my God. I would, I would so That brutal. all is correct. That's, I yeah. have to say when, when fucking... The uh, the clown thing is crawling over to the main character and repeatedly goes through the same choreography yeah. the whole time while he continues to have no not be impacted by it whatsoever. I'm like, how did you make that very scary thing so unscary? Yeah, because I this is the thing I'll say with that. Some of the production design, i.e. the puppets slash the creatures. Love the puppets. It's not bad at all. I have yeah. no problem with it. I think it's good. Um like when that clown, the contortionist thing first shows up, I was like, ooh, like, oh, kind of like a little bit of a spine chill there. Like, yeah. this is pretty creepy. And then it starts moving. And then fucking, I'm going to be mean to him and I'm going to say his name. And he's definitely been in other good stuff, which actually makes this more annoying. Uh-huh. Uh, the main actor, who was also an executive producer on this movie, Oops. which always. Don't do that. A little sweaty, a little nervous when that happens is an actor named Rupert Friend. Which Terrible is last name. A, an awful... I The set of words freak me out. Um, <laughs> but he was in Pride and Prejudice. He was in The Death of Stalin. He was in the Hitman movies as Agent 47. Oh! Um, he's apparently going to be in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. That's as Obi-Wan out. Kenobi. No. You, <laughs> as Obi-2 Kenobi. Anyway. Um... He's the main actor in this, and I I now have to go back and see if he actively makes movies worse, and that mm. everyone else in the movies is bringing them up despite Rupert Friend, which I just have to say, the most upsetting thing in his IMDb after watching this performance is that he is in The Boy in the Striped Pajamas, which is That's like a, a real fucking movie, Harrowing... Right? Fuck it's about Holocaust. God damn. Like it's, uh, yeah, exactly. So, like, I'm sure he's a very good actor in other stuff. I'm he he clearly and is. We know things. that it's something is happening to actors in this movie because Brian Cox is in here too, and he's an incredible actor. He's tremendous. And he's amazing. He doesn't he doesn't suck in this. He just clearly it is like very he he just took a different thing that he did, and he's like, I don't care. This is this is. He is looking at the check that is being dangled off yeah. screen every shot yes like, you, he's like you you purchased the basic package and that is what you're yeah, getting exactly. <laughs> you're getting this yeah. and that's it if um, i could act any worse than this i would but i, I simply don't have <laughs> I it in simply, me the professionalism in me forces me to maintain yes. this level um uh mamie gummer is also mm. in this she is the mom who is the sister of grace gummer who's been in a bunch of like she's had a lot of stuff going on um but they are both the daughters of Meryl Streep. Oh, where did they get the Gummer name from? Some uh, probably their dad. That's why she looks like that. That's why she looks like Meryl Streep. That she's got that Streep face. <laughs> she does have a little bit of Streep face, um, <laughs> which is good. Um, again, can act is in a bunch of other things, um, and yet is in this. <laughs> she's there for a little bit because again we're in the spoiler configuration she yeah. gets uh very comedically hit by a car in my opinion oh I, yeah they gave her the full cgi ragdoll treatment they gave her the final destination bus hit which you laugh and laugh and laugh at because it's funny except this they left the body there and went we're dumb <laughs> because we think this is shocking and upsetting like I, it was so 
terrible. Like, I don't. I don't think I've been shocked by somebody getting hit by a car since the Avenged Sevenfold music video for that one slow song. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Day? Yeah, that's what it yes, was. Yes, absolutely. In movies, uh, <laughs> you can always fucking tell when somebody's about to get hit by a car. Yeah. They set it up always, they, and they—I don't know how they give it away either. Like because it's always mid-sentence or something, and it's—I can always feel it. Yeah, absolutely. Just always know um, it's gonna happen. Terrible. They do in this. They do it even lazier because they tease the bike guy mm. driving. Uh, That's probably what it was. Yeah. It's yeah. one. It's definitely one of the things. Well, no, I mean half the t- this one is very telegraphed because she stops in the middle of the road. And you can see it's the middle of the road, but you can only see two parts of the intersection. And you're like, oh, coming from the left. It's very obvious now. Mm -hmm. And then she says her line, steps on it, like one, two, and then like street pizza and fucking that's it. Like, I don't know. It was, it was, oh my God, it was tremendously bad. It was, and it was very not tasteful (laughs) because this is like, again, it's masquerading as a horror movie, but it is trying to be this, like... It's trying to do, like, a hereditary thing, where it talks about a real issue while using horror, like, as its accentuation of the emotions with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not effective in that in that regard at all. But I I mean, I still, like, that the actual plot, right, in uh-huh. done better... <laughs> Would oh, be the good, concept right? is fine. The yeah. concept is actually fine because you could actually talk about grief and loss yeah. and like what it means to let go of someone and how that affects children yeah. and spouses and, and what changes about people. And sorry, sure. to, for all the for all the people that are not going to watch the movie, and again, we recommend that you don't. We recommend uh, you, you stay in the warm comfort of this episode and you don't go over there. Yes, Rupert Friend plays. Jeff Vaughn, Marnie, Ma- Mammy, Mommy, Mamie, 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 sorry, Mommy, 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 sorry, Mommy, 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 Gummer plays Maggie Vaughn, and they have their daughter, uh, what's her name, Jenny Vaughn, Jenny, played yes. by Violet McGraw. Uh, the dad's a piece of shit. He's like a he's like a comic book artist. He's he's, he's like you know like good funny dad, but he's a fucking burnout scumbag that doesn't do anything. Like uh, he sucks in such an uninteresting and bad way that I wish he was a shittier person. You know what I mean? Like I wish he was more of a scumbag in like technically traditional ways because this guy, I want to slap in the face every time he makes a decision or says a line or does anything. There's one little montage where I think he's okay. And every other time I want to simply push him away and get him off screen. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think like the the character that they decided that he is works because it's a very realistic. He's just not he's not like a bad guy and that he's an evil person. Right. He's just a shitty not doing anything with his life. Selfish piece of garbage, you know. So it's like it is very realistic to me. It is like the like something that could have worked very well in a well-written story, right? Definitely, um, because as as want... like a a more complex uh, narrative with a father, right? Where it's not just they're abusive. It's not just this. It is just like no, no, no. He's a child, not, yeah. you know. Absolutely. This is the the thing about it that I I think it's that his positives are non-existent. Like I know what they want me to think his positives are, but he's terrible at it, and he's terrible at everything. Like if he was, if he was like shitty, like more traditionally like scumbaggy to his wife, but like mm-hmm. he was an awesome dad. Yeah. Like when he does hang out with Jenny, he rules and he's great. But he's, like he's good at the fun parts. He's good in. There's one little montage where they have a nice day together, and he's fun. He's good at doing. I'm assuming variations of his home accent. Yeah, because he's English. So he just got to drop his bad American accent (laughs) and do English accents, which he's obviously better at because they're more close to his native accent. Mm -hmm. And yes, it was more fun and it was nicer. That's it, though. Like, 
every other time I look at him, I'm just like, what are you doing? And and most of it is the acting choice. He has a very like, punchable face, too. Very punchable face. But, like, there's a lot of scenes where I... And I get what you're talking about in, like, yes, character-wise. I don't know if it's character-wise all the time. I think it is just bad acting choices yeah. on lines that shouldn't be said the way they're said. Like... <laughs> Right, yeah. Or like no, writing that. that doesn't make sense either. Mm-hmm. The there's one there's a scene in a coffee shop where he's talking to his old friend and he gets on the phone with his fucking soon to be ex wife. Fucking Johnny Plot device. And <laughs> look, I can't even. I he that dude doesn't give a shit, and I love that guy so much for simply being in this movie and going, I, yeah, whatever. Where's the paycheck? I, that's fine. I'll be a fun comic book guy that who guy's... does comic book things. Yeah. Eric Miller? Um, yeah. I, I've... Is the actor? Is he in, Is he the one from uh, The Mick? Is uh, that right? I don't He is known for Person no. of Interest, Falling South... FBI most one. It does not any look of like these it. Movies. Yeah, a lot, he's no. a TV guy. Seems to be a lot of TV, a TV guy. Yeah, he was in Mayor of Easttown, which was really good. So, and he seems to have like a multiple. Yeah. Episode I, role. I I liked him it's fine, honestly. Um, he was fine. That what I'm saying is a lot of the people who didn't give a shit are the better parts of this, right? Like because yeah. they know they're in a dumb, silly movie. And they're not trying to make it their breakout thing. Whereas I think Rupert Friend is trying to like, sure. he Let, looks like he's doing the, I want this to have for your consideration under it at certain points. And it's very bad right. to be completely frank. So let me, let me, let me finish the, the plot for people who don't <laughs> oh, know the movie. I'm so sorry. Uh, so Jeff and Ma, right. Jeff and Vaughn are dad and mom. They have, they have Jenny. Uh, Jeff is a piece of shit. Maggie is like a successful lawyer. And so she's like, she's never home because she's always lawyering and paying for everything. And they live in a nice brownstone in New York, but they also have money because her father is Brian Cox and rich. Um, and she's and <laughs> Jeff. He's both Brian Cox and rich. So yes. Uh, Jeff keeps hanging out with the babysitter platonically, but like children, um, like they're like smoking weed. Yeah. And she, she's obsessed with him very clearly. She and, wants to have sex with him. And I thought that's where that was going, that he was like being sleazy but not actually cheat like he was just like i'm gonna let this flirt out yeah but not it was inappropriate it was inappropriate oh absolutely but she, she's hanging out with him and stroking his ego instead of watching the kid and so the yes. kid falls in the attic and like hits her head or something she's fine but the mother's like yeah we're absolutely getting a divorce because you're a piece of shit and i hate you and i'm keeping the daughter <laughs> it uh, was, it was like, very no. weird like it, it was i i think it's fine but it was very jarring to be like okay we're we're on the last straw scene already like there was no this is just the camel's back is like bent to shit and we're watching the piece of straw snap the camel's back in half like five seconds into this movie i think that's also also, part of it it doesn't take it feels like we came in at the wrong spot, and I don't know if we should have come in later or earlier. I don't know if things should have taken shorter or longer, but something about <laughs> the pace at which this unfolds is we spend like a while dealing with just divorce stuff, and then she get the uh, the mother Maggie gets hit by the car. Yeah, uh, and we, and it was all set up for Jeff to lose everything, and so then he gets everything because the daughter now gets to go with him. Uh, the whole rest of the movie, he's fighting with Brian Cox about who gets to keep the kid, but he mostly gets it now. Um, and <laughs> then Brian Cox keeps coming into scenes, going, "So hold on, succession, please hold filming for five seconds while I walk over to this street in New York and say, uh, Rupert Friend, you give me your daughter,' and then he leaves. Like that's it. Yeah, and uh, Jeff and Jenny are both plagued by like weird life-size puppet monsters and also kind of the puppets from his from his like comic book thing one of them is very specifically the puppet from his comic thing the contortionist just mm-hmm. is that i think the the spoilers the spirit of the mom mm-hmm. is based on another one of the puppets but like she's a meant different to version look, she's like, that vibe you know exactly yeah she's like in that menagerie but isn't one of them specifically yeah and we, yeah we find out that it's the mother through some other stuff we'll talk about and uh 
<laughs> turns out that the the babysitter is the one that killed her and so like they just <laughs> let ahead, the whole ahead. time the ghosts keep showing up and not fucking doing anything to anyone and then at the end jeff is like yeah you can you can take the babysitter she's bad and she's like dope uh and then it's like well no i'm not i'm still gonna kill you too and the daughter i guess yeah um, and then they do like a very very visual artsy jump through some red stuff and then everybody's fine <laughs> Uh, and that's that's generally the movie. This is. Did you ever watch The Boy? Yes. Same director. Same by director, the way. right? It's yeah. The same director. I did and not fucking like The Boy. It it makes sense because those are these are two movies where nothing happens, but you're supposed to be afraid the entire time. Yeah. And yep. it's a lot of that doll moved over there. This guy and dolls also needs to fucking cool it because. Something's going on. I, I can't really express my full sentiments on, on the boy without giving spoilers. So we'll, okay, I'm going to have okay, to put that okay. one in the... Ab- absolutely. That one we'll away. hold that. Um, I do... during When the twist happens about the... We get the revelation that the babysitter is the one who did hit... Mm-hmm. Uh, who hit and killed Maggie. Even uh, though we, we basically know the whole time. The movie doesn't want us to know. Economy but. of character suggests that the second we think... like. The it's, we, we know Brian it's either Cox, that either Jeff is responsible for it or it's the babysitter. Yes, exactly. Like Jeff did something negligent that led to it, or it was yeah. Um, yeah. He he has such a fucking blank face the whole time that I really can't tell oh if he's a total God. psycho or like acting bad or like <laughs> what is up with him. So he's so, he's hard to read. You know? uh, yeah, and that's not good in an emotional performance. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to convey a bunch of stuff. There but, is, uh, sorry, when the twist reveals, my yeah. own, my note there is simply, LOL, okay, I both hate this and think this is okay. <laughs> because, I, like, because she starts going nuts, like, she goes bananas. Yep. She pulls out a shard of glass and is like, these, we get these close-ups of her doing stuff, and I'm just like, this is your one chance, and you're, you're going to try to milk this as like, oh, what a turnaround surprise you know, thing that shocked everybody in this. And I'm just like, you're, this isn't going on your reel. It's not going to go no. on your reel. Don't, don't put this on your reel. Don't try so hard on this bad twist. That is actually hilarious. Yeah. Well, like what fucking year do you think it is? Like you that, can't like- do these baby <laughs> twists anymore. You know, this is and- <laughs> the, uh, and the, this is the, to touch on like the, why this movie is misogynistic, like yes. very specifically, Jeff is a bad guy he deserves to get divorced he's not good for his daughter he does not take care of her he only has fun with her i know we only see that one fun day they have but the whole time they're like implying that off screen he's been a very fun father to her yes while the mother is the one who has done all the work the movie itself has made like the decision that jeff is a good guy that deserves another chance in spite of them having wrote what his characteristics like the- <laughs> are. So it, can, it just objectively means that the movie thinks that these traits in a person are not that bad and that he yes. deserves a second chance, which is, I mean, fair. It's a, he's not that bad of a guy. Deserving of course, he deserves a, sec- a second chance. Yeah. I just, they act like he is the misunderstood hero and he has a horrible <laughs> demon wife that only wants to ruin his life. Who and liter- she's perfectly reasonable. Who literally turns into a horrible ghost. Yeah. Like, Basically turns into a demon at a certain point, but like literally is a vengeful evil spirit haunting him, not letting him move on with his daughter. I read a review that referred to her as a harpy and that's that they treat her like a horrible harpy woman, you know, and that is absolutely the treatment she's given that she is so they portray her (laughs) full of hysteria and female rage that she can't even like die correctly she has to become an awful <laughs> evil demon thing uh who and, haunts their house <laughs> yeah and then the including putting the daughter in danger you know yes and uh then the only other female character which is <laughs> the the babysitter what I, let me get sam? her name samantha sam samantha, yeah um she turns out to be the other villain the non-supernatural villain who is willing to murder a child and a mother just because she's so in love with this dirtbag. Yes. Like, it's insane. Not in love. In, like, weird, made-up, male gaze crazy lady. Right? uh, Yes. Because, uh, (laughs) I mean, I guess it's 
well done in that sense because she definitely does not fucking read the room because she gives him a drink and just tries to kiss him on the lips. Yep. And I'm like, honey, you didn't do anything. Like, you've made no, you went on a walk and you've been the babysitter already. You haven't, like, moved emotionally closer. And this is also, like, a script issue because I'm not certain if these scenes are supposed to be that. Like, she was supposed to have gotten close. Yeah. That's why, like, all your characterizations are very correct. But I don't know if the movie knows that. Like, because what you're talking about of, like, Jeff being the good... Jeff has been decided as the good guy. Mm -hmm. I... I think the movie is, and Rupert Friend is, trying to portray that. Yeah. Like, with their thing, and he just still comes across as a punchable asshole who yeah. sucks. Like, No, that's why I don't, I, that's why I'm more criticizing the creators of the movie. Because I, 100%. I think they, we, we just disagree with them on what, like, a good father is, you know? And, like... <laughs> This, we like read women differently in that like hey that's another human being that is like completely in the right here and not just some i'm like are are you who's the director who created this uh nick amadeus no no that was the writer josh nick amadeus and josh braun wrote the are movie you, william what's Brent the name Bell the, is the director isn't braun the name of the boy in the Brahms. boys Brahms. Okay, I was going to yes, say, like, Jesus was yeah, fucking like, Christ, dude. It's, it's close, I'm going to say, like, is you said this, he wrote it with his wife? No, that was... That was, that malignant. was malignant. Malignant with James Bond. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, because this one reads like he wrote this during his divorce. During his divorce. Where his wife very, very correctly took his daughter away from him, you know? This, this makes better, me laugh so much because I immediately think of, like, Midsummer because... Apparently, Ari Aster, like, pulled from experiences of, like, bad relationships and bad breakups for that movie. So I love the idea of someone hearing about that and making this movie out of their bad experience. But right. it's during the divorce. So, like, yeah. this comes out and his wife's just like, I would like to present evidence to family court. Uh, yeah. This movie. <laughs> Where yeah, my name is the name of the bad wife who is murdered feel like and she, killed, and <laughs> she could she could bring it to court and be like, "I would like to present this as a completely fair portrayal of him." So. <laughs> yes, as how he sees himself. Ladies Somehow he sees it correctly and still does not understand the what that result. <laughs> how bad is. that looks. Yeah. Uh, that's fucking tremendous. So that's that's why I think the movie is misogynistic and not because like I always I always struggle yes, a little bit with is. like you know like characters of any gender can be bad right but this is this is the yes. fact that the the creators literally think that this that this what they imply about their beliefs about these people is just the like wrong. Only women in this movie doubt or are antagonistic on some scale to the main character. Yeah, because there's like one other policewoman who's in this movie. Oh, there's like uh, and a couple barring a couple cameras. Oh my god, like you're so guy. right. Like the policewoman. Those are like the three main women who get lines towards this character, mm -hmm. and they're all antagonistic towards. Him. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe, he maybe feels just persecuted you're, by them all. <laughs> like, maybe because you're a fucking asshole, dude. Yeah, maybe because you think you're about a that. Big maybe nobody wants to talk to you because you're a dickhead. <laughs> Literally, everyone is antagonistic or, to him except for the other children in the comic book factory or whatever true. the comic book factory yes um there's the british guy who i played by simon quarterman who uh who is this did a person the, the the british guy at the comic book place no, no no i sorry when you said their name i was like do you know who they are i don't uh, name doesn't ring a bell was all i was saying I'm yes yes i do know who they are uh westworld he was he was the, the one of the writers in westworld Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Not not like the writer of the show. One I of know. the writers <laughs> of the dialogue <laughs> for the robots in Androids, but just AI. I never watched Westworld, so Westworld. I don't know. Kind of, dude. Westworld's pretty fucking awesome for I season good, one. Yeah, for like, season one, then it gets so fucking boring. It's like oh, un it unbearable. It is fucking bad. unbearable after season one. Oh my god! It's so sad to watch it turn so fast. What a shame. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He has. 
this this is another part where I have to talk about the performances. I, I really don't like saying that actors did bad in a movie, but I can never tell honestly. So, so. I, Rupert Friend does really bad in this movie, and yeah. I I know specifically because in the coffee shop scene when he gets the wrong coffee shop and he's hanging out and his wife's mm-hmm. walking to the other coffee shop and that's when she gets hit by the car. The, he's on the phone with her and she basically is like, I'm done. I'm taking her away. Blah, blah, blah. Like she says something that's like very final and he, it cuts back and he is, it, it looks like he has not processed the line at all and is simply starting to cry because his fragile ego can't take that a woman spoke words to him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's so, like, he immediately, the line is still being said. It's still hanging in the air and, like, finishing. And he's like, mm-hmm. huh, you, you can't. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this? Like, what are you doing? There's so many, there's so many lines when you hear the words, you go, if you just read them, you would go, ah, he is angry or right. he is happy, whatever. And when you watch the movie, your answer is always wrong to Rupert Friend. Every <laughs> choice you think that is logical to make with saying that line, wrong. The opposite one or just such a wildly left field choice that you're like, what the fuck did you just say? And uh, Simon Quarterman has one of those for me because I had to write this down where he just went, he's looking at uh, sketches that, jeff does and he goes this is pain this is darkness and i'm like why are you saying these lines like that (laughs) what are you doing (laughs) i kind of got it man i i it was i understood i know that he was recognizing what he wanted to see in it but he was like it wasn't that there was no like recognition or understanding in it it was like he had gotten news that his bet had come through and he made six times what he want. He's like, this is pain. This is darkness. I'm like, what are you fucking act like you're realizing something? Not that you're just reading the page that says excitedly and then your lines because it. (laughs) So with him, I thought that was, that was like on purpose. And that was just the type of character that he was. He's doing like fucking ayahuasca all the time. He is a douchebag. He is like purposely a douchebag, like a weirdo for sure. But he is also the guy who like is our Giles or like they, our that's, information. You know what I mean? That's like, the part that doesn't work, right? Is that exactly. you, he's supposed to be a person who like a douchebag that has it wrong, you know? Like he's not supposed to like actually be the, <laughs> or the he shaman shouldn't to be a douchebag. He right. should be like a wizened. That's why when I heard that line, I go, oh, no about the rest of his lines because he starts talking about like I took ayahuasca and then this I, I remember putting a note down just saying like a bunch of super obvious and too fast dialogue I wrote that during the comic book shop scene mm-hmm. because it's all him just explaining stuff and I go yeah. this is this is our rationale this mm-hmm. is it we're yep. not getting anything else he's not going to anybody else to get we're like, not answers. adjacent to it or not nothing like, this is the explanation and i'm furious like and this this is the where the overcorrection happens as well because normally these movies would have them go to like whatever random indigenous person's culture they decided to to fuck around with today and it would be like a shaman from there that they found or you know other like mystical worker uh and instead they just got this guy who trips on ayahuasca all the time and like <laughs> the reason i completely understand his character is because like if you don't if you don't know the type of person that would like say those lines excitedly, you've not talked to enough like big tech people. Like I this is a type of person, I promise you that. Uh so his reading I that's why I didn't mind the it actor was at on all. Because yeah. yeah, he's just a fucking asshole. You know? As he was a douchey tech bro. Right. I see. Okay, okay. Yeah. That makes more um, But then you're you're absolutely yeah. right that the movie like seems to like that type of person because then they give him the role of like he actually knows the shit and this yes! is great. it is like this movie was written by like horrible vain tech pros you know during the at the at the end what basically like the seeming the the attempt to fake you out and make you think it's over but it's actually not the danger is still there he uh the character's name is Alan Alan Ross. Like he he says these lines about or the 
the other comic book talks about like, no, what should happen is blah, 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 blah. And the, the thing faked you out, but it should really still be in danger. And he turns to Jeff and goes, where is your child? Like, he says it very seriously. Like, he recognizes that the danger is still on. Yeah. So he's like, where's your I'm like, shut up! You think, what the fuck are you talking about? And, <laughs> and like, that's another point where, like, that, in a in a, in a a good movie, that, it that would, point would be very cool, right? They where, would both be like, oh, They both realize shit. that, like, you need to be home right now, you know, and drop exactly. everything. Exactly. And that's there's that's what bugs me is like there's these little moments sprinkled everywhere where it's like man that would be cool, done in, <laughs> like in any level of competence. And there's so many of them that they're just peppered throughout, and so it's just like I never feel like super bad watching the movie. I'm like yeah I'm I'm doing something else. This is on in the background. Mm-hmm. It's fine. And that's what the smiley face one was for me. But after really. Going into the misogyny for longer, I'm willing to drop down to a nauseous. Nauseous, phase. I will settle. On I can't nauseous, give no you. Problem. I can't give you puke. That's fine. Like that. I I was. I'm on the edge. I'm yeah. not even like fully in. Like I'm definitely in the nauseous territory, leaning towards like. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm over the bowl, going huh, huh, yeah, like seeing if it's gonna yeah. come out or not. Um, but I think it's gonna stay at at nauseous face because yeah, works. like like I said, a lot of this is the illusion of things. Like, there's a lot of illusion of tension mm-hmm. in, like, the scene we were talking about with the contortionist thing. Like, yeah, I was intense at all. <laughs> th- that's, you're not, you're not, because yeah. the viewer recognizes that these things aren't happening, even though the movie wants to make you think they are. Like, a lot of the times with the, uh, the scary woman, the mom mm-hmm. spirit, it's a lot of, like, you'll move like there's a scene where she's tapping on the window inside the girl's room. And like, we get to a close up of the puppet hand tapping the window and then moving down to point at the girl. And then we just go to a medium shot of her standing in the corner. Like there's no buildup of the reveal for any of things. They're simply just shown and are expected to be scary because they're a nice design. And I hate to tell you guys, uh, director and writers of this film, that's not how it works. You do have to build up to your reveals for them to be scary. I, you, I will say one moment that worked for me was when the mother is on the baby monitor in the corner of the room and like the, the video feed goes out and it's he has okay, to like physically yeah. go. Like that is it, a, it's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that that like worked. It is because like so brought down by everything on either side. Like not you know no no lead up to that, no follow up after that. You know, but that's no, that's actually another perfect like that's there's another baffling shot in there. The, there's no setup in like I, I there's this problem with editing and with the the writing and kind of like structure of this is there's both like frame to frame or like shot to shot editing problems where like things will just go too fast or like it'll feel like yeah. you're missing scene like you're missing moments like what the fuck why are we here and scene to scene like macro editing like mm-hmm. the the main structure of the film is kind of also fucked up um in that you're right like the baby monitor stuff is nice because you get it slow like it's a nothing and then you slowly introduce her on the side and you're like oh and then it like mm-hmm. fizzles back in and out i'm like great he runs in the room and we get a shot basically from where the woman would be standing. Yeah. A static shot of moving over, watching him not look over to this side of the room where he saw something right. there and he just grabs her out of bed. No, this is before. I apologize. But still, these scenes bleed together a lot. He grabs, like he gets out of bed and just never looking over at that side of the room walks out. And I'm oh. like, and I'm like, so do you think there's something in there or not? This would be the time where you go, normally it would be, boom, like big door open. Yeah. And then we see the room from his perspective and there's nothing in there. And we go, oh, he was just seeing things. And then we get that buildup of like, oh, was it real or not? And then later we get a more confrontational scene. And this is like, oh, we don't have time for that. And I'm like, you, what the fuck is going on? 
Yeah, I think I missed a lot of the finer points of the editing, also from just not paying full attention. You know, all those like little small things that might have like really smoothed it out. Really, yeah. If you are able to fill in those gaps, absolutely. You understand how a horror movie works, so you're like, yeah, of course, this scene was in there. I'm sure that's what's happening while I'm not looking at the screen. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I might have, I might have like really helped this movie movie out. I do. I want all horror movies to succeed, so I really try to help them out. But they, you gotta give me something uh, to work. And that's the thing; they did give me a lot to work with. And yeah, like, <laughs> but uh, I had to do all the bad. work. The um, I'll, I'll only bring up a couple, maybe two other things. Um, one is there's a scene in the park where <laughs> I I don't remember if this is the first time they use it, but they like they like putting on a red filter. Yeah. To make you, like, in the scary dimension or, like, in scary dream mode. Mm-hmm. And they you the first time I remember it is in this broad daylight scene yeah. where they're, they, like, don't even change shot selection. It's just a normal close-up of Jeff. And then they just turn on the red filter. And I went, I'm, I'm going to laugh at this movie now for the rest of this movie. They lose complete spatial awareness of where everybody is. Yeah. Like... That's you true. see them walking, it's and like then weirdly you see her close climbing. Up, right? It's too close, and then too far away, and then over here, and you're like, "Can I see them in the same shot?" And the answer was no. Um, then they do this this red filter scene where <laughs> I, I this is where I thought the movie was having a laugh because all the like this group of people start turning towards him, like just mm-hmm. staring, like ooh. And there's a puppet show going on, and even the puppets turn and stare yeah. at him menacingly. And I'm like, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. I actually don't hate the red filter. I, I was terrible. I think it could be cool under the right circumstances. Show. <laughs> oh. I don't hate the red filter. No, everything everything else that you described absolutely. But like, but, in the movie, the yeah. way they use it, they it's hilarious. Like those those times are bad, but I'm saying like literally the red filter. Oh, it's great. I don't mind. I love no. it. I've yeah. I watched Mandy. I <laughs> fucking right. red filter's great. I have no qualms with the red filter. Yeah, uh, they did. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> you know uh, if you, you sh- a mention I will make Gerald's game at least Mr. Cool Guy. I got to watch it again. But Gerald's game has some like nightmare scenes with different coloration because mm-hmm. of an eclipse. And it looks fucking incredible. That's see. I'll shout that out. Um, but yes, this one did not look incredible. They yeah, they at the end when they both jump through the window because the mother wants to kill the child now for some reason. She wants to take the child like she wants the child to be with her. And I think I that know. does imply that she would have to die to be a ghost sort of thing. Yeah, but that wasn't her plan the whole movie, so it, I don't it's know. It's fucking... It's dumb, but I'm like, uh... And they're slow falling through that red dimension uh, and then are they, okay on the ground. Where during this... This movie's like 100 minutes total. In At the end scene of this movie, they have no other things to say or do, so they simply do a super cut of the nice moments between Jeff and his daughter... Mm-hmm. During the movie, like, again showing <laughs> that they, movies do that now. They do, but and it can be effective. It, you know, who else fucking ruined, butchered that moment? Uh, uh, fucking Captain Marvel does the same thing where at the end oh, they supercut through all of her moments all and the like standing up. Yeah, like those, those were not earned. I don't know who it's, you think yes. you are, but this is not. You do not. This is not having the impact you're expecting because you did not win this fight for our entertainment. Yes, one hundred percent. Um, I, I have one more thing. I have one more thing that do I'm it. probably gonna scream and yell about really briefly. So, we realize that Maggie is the ghost. Is in yeah. fact the the spirit of ve- the vengeance spirit, whatever. Yeah. But then, who and is clown? We, <laughs> we get a t. Te- we get an end credits. Uh, stinger. With the clown crawling over the bed, going, "Ooh, yeah. I'm a I don't, clown. but I don't know what that means because I don't know who the clown I was. I don't know what it means either because is that a <laughs> what the fuck? Is it still her? Is I don't it? know. <laughs> who is clown? Also, uh, pro tip to anyone dealing with a contortionist crab walk spider walking towards you, um, their head is their, no, their head is uh, they cannot block with their head the way they're walking. Simply kick them in the head. 
Just wherever you want. You can stomp. You can throw a soccer kick. You can do a fun karate move. Uh, their head is wide open. What are they going to do? Fall on the floor like an asshole and try to block? That- they have no chance. They're just... They're doing this. They got all the arms back, bendy everywhere. They're completely in vulnerable position. Just simply swing. I mean, you say that, but have you ever fought Volvo in Soul Calibur? <laughs> Wait, is his name? I, is it Valdo. Volvo? Volvo. Volvo. <laughs> but you, you're one letter off. It's fine. Come on. Uh, come on. <laughs> if you've ever fought Volvo in Soul Calibur, you know you can block. Blades on... <laughs> I'm just saying. That's I, for fucking true. You're right. Those, you're... That, that first nightmare scene with him, it's like I even get what they're doing because he's acting as if he's actually in a nightmare. Yes. Like, technically, it makes sense. You know, he's not reacting super strongly. He's moving slowly. Oh, he can't yeah, really not, That's react, a nitpick. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, I, I agree with but, you. Well, no, I'm saying oh. it technically makes sense. Like, that is an accurate yes. portrayal of what a nightmare is yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're not we're not here for realism. I didn't need you to make a perfect representation of a nightmare. <laughs> you're this is you're trying to do something different. Like this is supposed to be a different thing, you know? Like if the whole movie was like sometimes movies are like we're actually doing something different and you can see mm-hmm. when they coherently tried to do a different thing. It's like don't People don't watch the trailer, the it way, misrepresents yeah. this is not like a normal horror film. We're doing like a very realistic look at nightmares or some shit you know like this is not that it's just like you're just an idiot i don't know what to tell you you didn't do the scene right and by the way that is a dream within a dream fake out and i yes. uh i almost turned the movie off there yeah which again I, he normal- woke up twice and i went i'm gonna i'm gonna leave i'm gonna i can I'm forgive that because that's i mean that's pretty that standard was their, and- that was their opening foray it wasn't yeah. even a dream first and then a dream within a dream situation it was straight up dream within a dream uh to as your opening foray into horror stuff. And I'm like, you're, I'm so mad at you, but Maggie's the ghost, right? Yeah. Maggie at one point attacks her father. Yep. He, he gets knocked over the, uh, railing, right? No, wait, no, no. It's not, is it Maggie or is it Sam? They don't show who pushes Paul over. And Sam is up there. Okay. Then that's not as bad. I don't. So I was I about don't... to have an absolute conniption that uh, he was about to reveal yeah. to her husband who her killer was, and she hit him over the stairs and made him fall over. But she might have. If they we don't, don't show, him, that's fine. It because it also doesn't make sense that no, because he. I think he does. He go up to confront Sam, and then Sam does something, and that's why she's now trying to leave. Again, the editing is, it's, like, bizarre this, in that section. I'm literally, so. like, I'm trying to watch the scenes in my head, and they're fading out before they can Well, I, re- I remember my thought process when she had, like, reached the bottom of the stairs yes. and was talking to Jeff, and I'm like, I don't really understand how that went down. <laughs> like, even in the moment, okay, it's not okay. super clear. Very confused. I thought for, I thought during that that Maggie had done that, and I'm like, this is the stupidest ghost I've ever right. heard in my life. Um, so, hopefully, that's not the case. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a movie that is uh, somehow both too short and too long. Um, it does too I think much and yet not enough. No way that there's it's too short. There's, I mean, oh no! What I'm saying is, like, maybe it could be. Maybe the idea I'm talking about is that the dialogue should simply be better. But like, ideas are just said, and I'm yeah. like, you need time to develop the like. There needs to be another scene here that does this, this, and that, and you didn't do it. Um, that's what I mean by too short and too long. Yep. It, it definitely just means it should have been better or better well-constructed. Yeah. It's Ooh. weird that uh, that she, that Maggie keeps bringing alive the puppets. She didn't seem to have any relationship with them. In, in... I Another thing I thought was going to be like a, a thing. The other part of this is this movie can't decide who this is happening to or who the main focus of the like haunting should be. Like it kind of oscillates between Jeff and Jenny. And I'm like, this is where I thought like, Oh, him being a little shittier would have been better because if it had been like, they co-created it. Mm -hmm. That's the whole thing. It says created by Jeff and Maggie Vaughn in like the magazine little Foley thing we get. Oh. I thought it was going to be like she primarily made them and he was like taking more credit for them mm. and like was being a scumbag that way and had to learn to like 
take ownership and be honest with that sort of stuff. But like, it, it doesn't. It just wants him to be like a goofball bad father. Yeah. But he's also a huge asshole. But he's actually nice, and his wife was just mean. Yep. Well, yeah, like, you I know mean, what I mean? Like, it, it's so. I think the wife was just sick of his shit, and this has been happening for <laughs> years, you know? That's for true. I get that. So um, it was at least three years since he had any work. Correct. Like, yes. It, it's just. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with being a stay at home father, you know, but he also was not the one that was picking up he uh, wasn't Jenny going. for any. Like, exactly. he was not. He was ignoring Jenny to. Do presumably nothing because he, he had done was no. Ignoring... He wasn't even creating more comic books. It's not like he could be like, I have all these comic books I keep creating. I just need my lucky break. You know, it's he like, was you're ignoring not even Jenny's anything. responsibilities to be the fun, cool dad. Yeah, like and he then just wanted get to get stoned with the babysitter and, and talk about her, his yeah. drawings from three years ago. You know, <laughs> how good he was in the old days. Um, yeah. Yes, I briefly just want to mention again. I get budget, so it's not as fine. The CGI effects in this are very bad. Um, I could have sworn there were CGI curtain wind at one point, and I almost fell out of my chair. Um, there's some very bad background effects if you pay attention in certain parts. A lot Ooh, of the moving I did, things. I did not. Uh, t- there's there's two separate train scenes. There's one train scene that looks to be shot in an actual subway car, which was the red filter one that kind of switches yeah, back yeah, and forth, yeah. which I thought was okay. That's a nice little bit of imagery where, like, the ghost would be there with people and then sometimes mm-hmm. it would just be the ghost and then it would be nobody and like you kind of like kept moving through these filters that was okay there's one that looks to be like the same static shot they used twice and one it's color graded to look like complete actual piss and or shit <laughs> like that's the color grade they chose it looks like yeah. that it looks like it's trying to be from joker um mm-hmm. and the background of that is like very clearly fake cgi city skyline and these are the things you look at when the story isn't interesting is my problem. Right. Like it's fucked. Yeah. Yep. Well, <laughs> I think we, we like, I'm s- this was like a bigger, bigger movie, right? Like we didn't just tear apart some poor little indie film. I mean, it's not nothing, but like, I think this was trying to be a breakout. I don't know. William Brent Bell had already made the boys, not the boys, I, I, the boy the, films. And the the vibe I the got was inside. that it was a, a higher budget movie. Like it felt yeah. like, like yeah, like a James Wan. Well, like, I was going to say, this felt like a, a higher up Blumhouse. Yeah. If that makes it like Blumhouse yeah, yeah, yeah. are notoriously like cheap. Like yeah. They, they're made for like $2 million and make back 10, you know, a hundred times their budget. Yeah. I mean, it had fucking Brian Cox. Like I, I think this was like a. I don't know why we don't nothing. have a budget, but it felt like a like a big studio film. Correct. I. It's not nothing for sure. Yeah. Um, which yeah. So, sorry guys. A, a really big swing and a miss. Fucking very bad. Yeah. Don't fucking watch this movie. The trailer made it look okay because it took the creepy bits and like put them in a creepier context. I gotta say, I've I've developed a very good eye for this the over the years. Link. I thought the trailer looked like dog shit. Ah, I thought I, I was like completely certain knew. the movie was not gonna be good. You knew, yeah. Um, and then the Rotten Tomatoes confirmed it, so I'm like, yeah, I'll watch this stupid movie. Let's I'll watch do this it. Uh, but it's only it's only from <laughs> I just it's like trial and error just like so many years yeah. of like I always you have to learn how to predict how good a movie is going to be on like the look of the trailer alone okay. and it's it takes time but uh, you can do it yeah folks I mean we I think we normally have a much easier and more fun jovial time when we talk about good movies or movies that we like and but this is the price of being a horror fan you're, you're feeling it exacted right now yeah, so, and sometimes yeah, you, sometimes you'll get one of these just us episodes where we will like meticulously tear it apart, you know. And it's you, you get to you get to see a little, you get to put words to like why you didn't like a film. I think if you're if you don't have much experience talking about films this way yet, we're so, here to help. <laughs> yeah, we're here to help you shitburn more movies. <laughs> Great. So I want to give a big thank you to Eyes of Astoria for a wonderful theme song, Dead Walking. Oh, Catch yeah. John from Eyes of Astoria on several other episodes. I also want to thank Melanie for running our Instagram and doing a great job with those stories. I don't understand how how, it, how, to, how any of that works. Nope. So it, that's the only way it's happening. And you can catch <laughs> Melanie on several other episodes. And both of them yeah, will absolutely. be back again very soon. 
100%. Um, we want to shout out our sister podcast, Downtime with John and Emily, the how-to podcast by siblings who would probably also hate this movie because who the fuck would. Um, you can find them on getdowny.com or on social media at Downey Siblings, D-O-W-N-E-Y, siblings as in brother and sister. And you can find us on Twitter and in- Twitter and Instagram at BloodyStreamPod, and we will talk to you. Same bloody time, same bloody channel.